podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise. For your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The Bosco's Boys. I can't get over how much I love that theme song. Welcome, I love it. Welcome to another episode. Edition. Welcome to another episode, guys. Thanks for thanks for getting on board, staying on board. We have a great, great episode today. Probably my favorite one. Another guest edition. Woo-hoo. Later on, if you stick around, hopefully you do. I don't know why you wouldn't be sticking around. If you guys are not listening to these full episodes, then you need to go to the doctor and get your brain checked out. But... Uh, we got Brogan Berry on the pod later, and it's, it's a really good, really good one. So let's de- let's jump right into it, Scott. Tell us about our beer of the podcast. It's my favorite beer of all time. Beer of the podcast at one point, maybe still now, my favorite beer of all time as well. I think so many fa- people from Kansas, from the Midwest, this is maybe the best single craft beer around, and that is Buffalo Sweat from Tallgrass right out there in Manhattan. Uh, again, it's so weird. You know, we have to keep having these dark, stout-type beers because it's freezing keep, cold here in Kansas City. We have but, to accommodate the weather. It's Yeah. When are we going to get it, a summer? These are the best beers, though. I'm always a dark they, beer they, guy anyways. So. D- dark, dark beers are the best. This is legitimately one of the best beers all the time. I love it. Creamy. It it it. It is the beer that if someone tells you, oh, I don't like dark beer, I don't like it, <laughs> hand them a Buffalo Sweat, and they're going to be changing their tune very quickly. Uh, so that, that's our beer of the pod. Shout out to Tallgrass. Uh, I'm sure this will not be the last one that they're featured on the pod, uh, but we're still, we're still on a pretty good run. We've done a different beer from a different brewery every episode so far. I think we've uh, actually so, done Tallgrass twice. I could be wrong, but I think this is the second Tallgrass we featured. Or at least we talked about them. But, I think we talked about Tallgrass, but that, that's besides the point. Even if it is our second, they're, they're an awesome place. We'll get moving. Uh, we'll, we'll jump right into it uh, because due to magic, we've already taped the Brogan Berry interview, so we want to... We don't want a two-hour-long pod, so I'll jump into it. We've had some basketball recruiting news. Uh, officially, Ahmad Wainwright has been granted his release from the Kansas State University basketball program. I think I'm speaking for you, Grant. If I'm not, please correct me. But I think he, all of us here at Bosco's Boys Podcast wish Wainwright nothing but the best. We hope the legal troubles take care of themselves. I hope that he can find a place to finish his basketball career and, you know, have a great professional and personal life moving forward. Uh, He had an amazing play versus Kentucky that helped ice that game out. I have nothing but respect and good wishes towards Mr. Ahmad Wainwright. I agree. Unfortunate situation. I don't know the details. I don't really care. He's moving on. That's fine. I think without him, we don't win at we don't win against Kentucky. So shout out to Ahmad Rainwright. Best of luck, son. Other and, uh, other official news: Mark Smith, he's out of the running. He's now committed yep. to Missouri. So yeah, he's a Missouri Tiger. Uh, you know, I th- I think 
I think a lot of people were think were feeling it was going to end up like this. I'm not too worried. Uh, if you guys are following the recruiting beat, which I know a lot of you are, if you're not, uh, you know, a quick breakdown. K-State has been on the hunt for a lot of transfers. They've been offering a couple prep prospects lately as well. But I do think the two big targets that we're still trying to zero in on are some of these sit-out transfers. The new one since we last spoke on the pod was Anthony Tark from the New Jersey Institute of Technology, N-J-I-T. He was a 3-4 guy, super athletic. I mean, I think he's kind of in the same mold of Trice that I don't believe he has a lot of perimeter game. I don't think he's known as a shooter, but he gets his points attacking the rim. He can grab some rebounds. And still, who I think is the most important transfer that we've been after this entire offseason is that Moyer kid who's leaving Syracuse. I think it is massive if we can get a hold of him. If you're not subscribed over to KSO, you should. They have all the scoops on recruiting. They have all the dates. They know exactly when this coaching staff is out trying to meet with these recruits, with these families, when they'll be in Manhattan. I'm not going to steal their thunder. I'm not going to read word for word off their website. If you want more, be sure to head over there. Uh, I think also this week it came out uh, a six foot seven, like a swing type number four guy, Zhang, who's down in Florida, I believe. Uh, yes. Is that his name? Zhang? I don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> it's, it, it, it looks everything that I can find on this kid. Sounds like he's going to end up being a UCLA Bruin, uh, but it still just shows how hard this coaching staff is out there grinding. There's still going to be more transfers who decide to leave their program. The grad transfer market hasn't heated up yet. I would guess we still see at least one, maybe not, maybe two transfers come in, whether they be grad transfers or sit-out transfers. I think we are still a long way away from knowing what that roster is truly going to look like next year. Regardless, I'm still excited about it. Uh, Another thing I'm excited about, and I'll toss over to you, Grant, uh, it was the first spring press conference this year. Uh, Anything pop out to you when you were reading some of these headlines, listening to the press conferences? Um, somewhat. I mean, it was a typical Bill Snyder press, presser for the most part, pretty vanilla. Um, I think there's a couple things I wanted to touch on that Bill said. Um, I like what he said about Mike McCoy. He said he's basically got the two out of three. Uh, what did he say? Very talented, very physical, something like that, but undisciplined. So I think saying that, getting that much from Bill, that much praise from Bill early on, I think it's typical for Bill to say that a player is lacking discipline, but I think that that means that you know Mike is probably going to see a lot more than I expected this season. Um, I mean, he's just an absolute specimen, so I'm a, I hope he gets some touches. But you know, we are loaded, pretty loaded at running back, so who knows? Um, and then also his praise for Chabaston Taylor, or you know, accidentally called him Strickland, but who cares? Chabaston Taylor, um, that's a player that I wanted to. Hear, hear his name called because he I'm sitting right behind the uh, the sideline and every single game you know I'm in section four like row 16 I can see I'm always looking for Taylor and he's like by far the biggest and most athletic looking player on our team he looks absolutely ridiculous so it's it's makes me happy that he's uh, turning some heads and you know we're gonna need we're gonna need some some talent in there at wide receiver. We're going to need someone to step up and fill in for uh, Byron and uh, Heath. So 
hopefully Chabaston Taylor can be that guy. And looking forward to hear about to touch on a question that we answered earlier, who's going to be the breakout walk-on, and we said just some horrible answer about a uh, long snapper or <laughs> someone because well, we don't know anything about – we didn't know anything about a walk-on. But Landry Landry Weber sounds like he's kind of stepped up and uh, impressed some people. Um, young guy, hasn't really played for us at all yet, but Bill says he's about 80% of the time been very impressive, done, done some eye-catching things. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, you're never going to get a ton out of Bill Snyder's press conferences. No, I think uh, I think I, I am very encouraged to hear him mention uh, McCoy. I think it is very Bill Snyder asked that he pra- he praises the kid for 15 seconds and then dumps on him for 10. Yeah, uh, just saying that he doesn't have the focus, he doesn't have the consistency. That's nothing new. No. I think that's something that Bill Snyder. He, it's something, he, frankly, he's always done. Even after wins, you'll hear him talk about, you know, blowing out a team 55 to 14. He'll talk about how they weren't as consistent he wanted. Yeah. I know he made some sort of comment about how he can never be fully happy with practice because if the offense is winning, that means the defense is losing and that type of stuff. So, I, you know, it's it was a Bill Snyder spring game press conference. Or yeah. not even spring game. Yeah. Spring practice press conference. Anyone who tries to make – too big out of anything he says is probably wasting their time. But the there, quotes you called out are very important. So There were some quotes that I liked from some players that I wanted to touch on. I mean, we got uh, Barnes, Thompson, and Delton all touched on the new staff. And this one particularly from Barnes I really like. So the question is on the atmosphere of practice with a new, new coordinator. Um, he says, practices are definitely a lot more intense, and there's a lot more emphasis on speed, play calls, and repetition. It's going to be a new look this year, and it's going to be pretty exciting. I love that he said there's emphasis on speed and play call, something that we just lack horribly. I mean, we have literally probably the worst time management I've ever seen in terms of like speed of play call. I think he just means like speed in general, which is also exciting because I think we, maybe last year, didn't quite utilize our speed players as much as we could have. I'm looking to see what we're going to do with uh, players like Warmack. how we're going to get him some space. I think that, you know, Coleman's going to really look to use him this year more than we did last year. I don't know, man. I'm just excited. I'm excited to see a new look from Coleman and, and uh, Blake Seiler. It just gives me something to really look forward to. Yep, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I'm of the belief that I'll believe it when I see it. I'm being cautiously optimistic to uh, until I see what the new staff is going to bring play calling wise. But it is it is exciting. There's no bones about it to hear the players say some of the stuff that they are. I just hope that we're more, uh, or you know, I guess less one dimensional because there's times there's no there's no reason that I should be in the stands and be able to call the exact play that we're going to run (laughs) because that happened on a a number of times and it always blew up so i hope i hope to not be able to do that let's let's disguise our plays a bit more huh i agree with you 120 percent on that and you know i i like i said i'm gonna be cautiously optimistic that that's the case and uh i think with mississippi state coming into town week two there's not gonna be any time to hide it. It be vanilla. You know, it might be closer than it should be. 
But with the Bulldogs coming to town week two, I, I uh, we have to get going probably a little quicker than we did because I'm quite frankly, I'm tired of losing that, you know, big non-con game every year. I think it's time that the Cats assert the, their dominance early in the season. And gosh, I, I, I'm ready for it. I, I, after talking to Brogan and, you know, just chatting with you, I am so ready for football. And I, I'm sad that we're still five months away. Yeah, I just got so hyped. I completely forgot that we were playing Mississippi State. I, I forget about that, and then I think about it, and you know that game is just going to have so much hype, too. We're going to build it up like it's the Super Bowl, which we should, because it'll be we're going to need like an absolutely top atmosphere. Have we won? I mean, when was the last time we started off 3-0, you know? Uh, 2000, last time 12? we went... Th- well, no, hold on. The last time we went 3-0 and through a non-con in which we had played a power five team was 2012. Yeah. Beat Miami. Beat that ass. That game was amazing. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think it's just about time to uh, give our listeners the, the uh, piece de resistance, the entree, the deliciousness that is the Brogan Berry uh, interview. Is there anything you want to say before we get into that? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think soon we're going to start doing, we're going to start doing some contests where we have some giveaways, I think maybe some merchandise. I don't know. I got my shirt and it's pretty legit. I don't know if we'll do a t-shirt, but we can do maybe like a, some glasses or as in like beer glasses or I don't know, or the, the verdict is not quite in yet on koozies, even though I would love to do a koozie cause I designed one and it looks, it looked great, but we have to order like a hundred and it would cost like 300 bucks. So don't know if we want to do that. Going to be some uh, ticket giveaways. I'm going to have two tickets this year. Um, I sit in section four. They're incredible tickets. So if I don't make a game, I'll, I will have a ticket giveaway, a couple tickets. So, and these are some prime tickets. So that's basically all I wanted to say. Let's talk up Roganberry and then we'll get yeah. into it. Yeah. We are about to speak with the one, the only, Broganberry, he was number 18 in your programs, number one in my heart, probably Matt Hall's heart too. He was the keeper of Phil the Bobcat. He went viral on the internet during his playing career in high school as a senior. He was his team's MVP. He was all city in Topeka, all Centennial League, all state at Hayden High School. Boo, boo Hayden High School. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) While at K-State, he received first team all academic Big 12 honors. He was a three-year letter winner, and he was one of the top special teams contributors his junior and senior season. My friends, my family, my lovers, (laughs) Rogan Berry is an outstanding interview and an even greater young man that we got to speak to. And I can't wait to see how many times we can convince him to keep coming on this podcast because, folks, I had an absolute blast talking to Mr. Barry. Yes, we will get him on again. Guys, stick around. we got Brogan Barry next. We will be right back. Love you all. Enjoy. All right, we got Brogan Barry on the line. How's it going, Brogan? Oh, I'm doing all right. Happy to be here. Long-time listener, first-time talker, so glad <laughs> to be here. 
Well, thank you, sir, for coming on the pod. Uh, we appreciate it. Hope to get some juicy details out of you today. Second ever guest. I, I'm very honored to get uh, my favorite player follow on Twitter to be our second guest. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm honored to be here. <laughs> All right, Scott, take it away. I don't have yeah, anything in front of me. I don't have any notes, so. Yeah, we're we're just gonna get di- we're gonna dive in. Grant, you come in with any follow ups or if you want to chat. Otherwise, I got a couple questions for Brogan. Brogan, answer as honestly as you feel possible. I know that there's a secret Bill Snyder mafia out there that might try to off you if you <laughs> give too if you give too many details. But uh, feel free to go as deep as you feel comfortable. But I'm just curious. You know, the the team is getting ready to wrap up spring practice. What does an offseason look like at K-State after the bowl game up until the spring game? What all are the players doing? What does spring practice look like? Just walk all of us unathletic losers through what it looks like to be on the team <laughs> after the bowl game up to the spring game. Uh, so, you know, after the bowl game, you probably got a, a few weeks that you get to go home. You get all winter break to just be at home with the family, enjoy it. Yourself. And, uh, as soon as you get back into school, that's when the, the real grind starts of uh, winter workouts. So it's like a, usually a 10, 10 week program where uh, Mondays and Fridays we're doing what we uh, call stations. And stations are just absolutely dreadful. It's a really hard workout that you do for about an hour and a, for an hour and then uh, finish with some running on top of that. Uh, in addition to that, you know, you got uh, lifts four days, uh, seven on seven, which is like a little player run practice with no pads times a week. And uh, then there's usually sprinkled in a couple of group meetings with your position coach, as well as uh, a couple more types of running workouts on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So definitely keeps it pretty busy. Uh, then once you get back from spring break, uh, that's when spring football starts. And I think the rule is 15 practices that you get organized and usually goes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday for about two and a half, three weeks. And then that all leads up to the best day of the year, the spring game. (laughs) Uh, How intense do those spring practices get? What's, what are the differences between those practices what you guys are doing in fall camp or during game week perhaps? I'd say I'd say the spring practices in fall camp are probably some of the most intense practices because, you know, that's when everybody's trying to show their worth, show what they can do. You know, young guys are trying to uh, get a little competitive and show what they can do and try and get on some depth charts or special teams. So overall, it's, it's pretty intense because that's, that's when positions are won. So there's a lot of intensity and a lot of, a lot of battles that go on. Hmm. How much? Uh, go yeah. ahead, Grant. No, Sorry. you're good. You're good. You're good. I had nothing to say. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was also just curious. Once you guys get into the season, how different is your strength and conditioning programs versus the off-season workouts that you guys do? Oh, uh, I mean, so off-seasons, you know, you're grinding pretty hard to try and improve as quick as you can, and then. Once we start into the season, it's kind of more like a, a maintenance and uh, 
it's not as intense, kind of dialed back a little bit just to, you know, keep keep your body in that same kind of condition. But, yeah, offseason is definitely a, a lot more intense in the weight room. Well, thanks for giving us, like, a little bit of a uh, look into the life of the player in the offseason. I kind of want to get into last football season. What was the mood in the locker room uh, just going into that season, either coming out of spring practice, coming into the summer? What what did you guys think you could accomplish, and what was it like being in that locker room going into your season, senior season? It was – it was a different feeling. It was a weird feeling knowing that it was going to be over real quick. And it, it went by like a blink of an eye. But, yeah, there's a lot of big expectations going in uh, last season. We really wanted to compete for a Big 12 championship. And as we all know, unfortunately, that didn't work out. But, yeah, expectations were high. And a lot of – lot of, uh, I mean, we were really, really hoping to have a, just a great season. But – so everybody had big expectations and was really working hard to try and meet those expectations and, you know, didn't get there. But overall, I, I had a good time in my senior season and, hey, eight wins in a bowl game win, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, if you look back, I mean, a handful of games, we were just a hair away, honestly, so it could have swung either way. Yeah, a bunch, bunch of uh, – games that would have been really sweet but it just kind of a couple of bounces don't go our way and that's that's how it how it goes i i do want to touch on uh, you know it's it's not a fun point i'm sure even worse for you <laughs> but what was that what was that vanderbilt game like before we get into the result how cool was it to walk into a stadium that you know was thousands about a thousand miles away from manhattan but it was almost a 50-50 split of K-State fans. I know you get that experience twice uh, in a four-year career going to Lawrence and seeing us take it over, but <laughs> in a city so far away, how cool was it to see that just filled with purple that far away from home? Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. It was just absolutely unreal it's that so many people made the trip out there. But So that was a really cool experience. But then, you know, Vanderbilt game, probably most sad I've ever been in my life. You know, I get the block in the back penalty on DJ Reed's call mm. back punt return and nearly ripped my heart out. Uh, it's tough, tough hugging my mom after that game because I just wanted to crawl in the hole and never come out again. Well, we forgive you. Um, I didn't even see. The, was... I didn't see the oh, play, no, I... Brogan. So it's not really stuck in my memory. It's not burned in my memory because I was in, <laughs> I was in the bathroom during that play. So. You don't okay, have to worry well, about I'm, me I'm holding really, that against you. I'm glad that you didn't see it because I, I don't think I'd be here if you would have saw it. <laughs> I, I was in, I was in the stadium. Unlike Grant, I have a, I guess, a larger bladder. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but, but I was in there, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't see it. Do you want to go on the record? Did you uh, post him in the back, or do you? Was it, was it the right call, or did they screw you over? Go on the record. <laughs> uh. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say they screwed me over, uh, but at the end of the day, it's probably a 50-50 call, and the guy who threw it, from his view, it probably looked pretty uh, in the back. But I, I'll maintain till the day I die, I got him on the side. You probably, I agree with you. I you probably with did. You. you probably did. I mean, If I know one on. thing about Brogan Barry, I know he would never tell a lie. So if you say you got him on the side, <laughs> then then I, I, I'd say you got screwed over. Uh, yeah. Uh, Another another thing uh, before we get into some more of the fun questions I had lined up, 
what was the mood in the locker room after it became evident that Jer- Jesse Ertz was done for the season? I know that uh, Coach made a big deal going into uh, last season talking about how Jesse, you know, really became a team leader for the entire team. What was it like when you, it became evident he wasn't going to play? And when was it evident that he wasn't going to play? Because I think all the way up until the senior senior night, Coach Snyder was saying that Jesse Ertz was practicing now we all know that's not true, but when did you guys know and what was the locker room like when you did find out? Uh, you know, the Cisco kid's one of my best friends. Uh, had, he's been a good buddy for the past five years. I've uh, been through a lot of stuff with him. So it just absolutely broke my heart when uh, I think my boy Dayton Valentine told me that uh, it was over for him around, yeah, what did probably – uh, probably the week of the after after the TCU game because I think he went out and tried to warm up and give it a go, but then after that it was just pretty apparent that it was over. So heart breaks for the kid, you know. Talk about a guy who just couldn't get any luck with injuries, and but yeah, he was. I mean, he's the quintessential leader that you any team would dream of having. He's, I mean, he's. There's not a guy on the team that wasn't his friend. And he really got everybody motivated. He made everybody work harder than they than they thought they could. So it's it was just absolutely heartbreaking to see him go down and know that it was pretty much over for him. Yeah, that was rough to see because after that, not only did his career end, but it was just like, Ugh, what's going to happen in this season? We're going to have a quarterback battle probably throughout the season, which always generates some sort of instability. So I think that was tough for yeah. everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> Yep, so let, let's have a little bit more fun. We, we got some of the downer questions out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah, I, gotta, hey, I need some Kleenexes. Oh, I got a question. <laughs> Grant has a question. He's yeah, going to bring us back down. We're about to I'm not going to bring him down. I just, down. I'm not going to bring him down. But I, I've got to – I, I want to ask a player this, and I know Scott is like pretty anti, anti-college players making money, but Brogan, do you think that <laughs> – do you think that players should receive some sort of compensation aside – from scholarships, um, forget Title IX. I'm talking about like players that generate the large amounts of revenue, like college basketball, college football. How do you think that there should be some sort of compensation? Do you think players should be able to make money off of their likeness or maybe sell stuff if they want? What do you think about that? As a person that's been through yeah. the ringer and had to balance that life, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I'm just curious. I think I think yeah, there definitely some needs to be. You should definitely be able to use uh, your likeness to make money off of it. I mean, so, you know, my red go down and uh, win the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and uh, Tyler Lockett and Dante Barnett are the offensive and defensive MVPs of that. And then uh, next year you go into the uh, packed Bill Snyder Family Stadium, a bunch of people wearing number 16 and number 22 jerseys and guys die off of it. So I think – Definitely, I mean, for something like that, there needs to be compensation. I mean, you go to KU and the whole stadium's wearing a Perry Ellis jersey and poor guy ain't got nothing out of that. So I think it's really hard and where do you draw a line anywhere to figure out how it would work? But I think there needs to be some sort of compensation for guys that are putting so much on the line for the university and uh, making just a scholarship and – um, cost of living check. 
which I mean, it's gotten a little bit better with the cost of living, but I think there still needs to be a little bit more. Just my personal opinion. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, that opinion trumps anything that I want to get all drunk and start fighting with people on Twitter about. Uh, you've gone through it, and I and when it comes down to it, I think at a minimum there is already a workaround for uh, the likeness. That's something that I'm 100 on on board with, and. You know, maybe some other time you and I can get on. We can do a Title IX pod, and you and I can fix college athletics together. Hey, yes, I mean, policymakers, we we got it <laughs> nailed down. It can it can happen in a, what a twenty minute pod. Oh, easy. That, that that'll that'll just that'll just be a special off season pod where we fix where we fix the NCAA. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll get into the fun questions. I know you've told this question, or you probably answered this question. Uh, 50,000 times at this point, but on our podcast, I want you to tell us the fill the Bobcat story. Jeez. Hopefully, hopefully, yes. sorry. It, it, <laughs> it leads in, it leads into my next question, but it's, it, it became the single most viral moment, maybe in K-State football history. Uh, and also <laughs> since we do have an explicit rating, you can cuss, you can tell this story however you want. You can get more creative with this. I just want you to walk <laughs> us through it one more time. Hopefully you never have to do this again. But for our listeners, okay. please tell the Phil story one more time. All right. Well, you know, one moment I'm sitting up looking at the the scoreboard and we're down 11 to Tech. Just thinking like, oh, gosh, where's this season going to go? How's this going to end? Uh, all of a sudden, my man Dalton Shones sprinting down the field setting us up to score or tie in, tie the game. And then I blink and we're in overtime and we win. And I'm just thinking, how the hell did we get here? But so <laughs> we're, we're, we're running up this AstroTurf uh, ramp back to the locker room. Never ran fast. I mean, it's like, all right, let's get the heck out of here before they realize that we just stole from them. And uh, so we get, we come back in the locker room. We're jumping around. And text uh, visitors locker room is absolutely tiny. Like, there's no room. So you got guys like Big D Reisner <laughs> and like 300 pound guys shoving you up. I'm not the the the. And I look up and I just see this mangy, dirty, googly eyed stuffed bobcat. And so turn up, just picked it up. Start jumping up and down with it. People turn around and like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, in the heat of the moment, it, it seemed right. Looking back on it, seeing the video, it's a little weird. Looks kind of creepy. But, hey, whatever, whatever it takes to get everybody fired up. When was his name born? Was, was his name already Phil? Or when did you make when – did, when did Phil come into the light? Uh, let's, Al, our equipment manager, Al Serby, has had that thing in his office for – I don't know how long, probably as old as I am. And uh, my guy, Wade Gassman, he was the DB's uh, equipment manager. He uh, told me later that he was like, yeah, I don't know why. I just decided to bring it for for fun. And sure enough, I'm glad he did. <laughs> Made for a fun moment. I've never heard a that weird, story. Weird, weird, but fun moment. Did you think you were going to become like a cult figure when that happened, did you think the media was going to start requesting you? At what point did you realize how big that became? Uh, well, I think any uh, of the guys in charge of media relations, I was I 
got done with class and went over to just kind of, you know, make a sandwich at the stadium before I came to practice. And he's like, hey, uh, you're requested for media. And I was like, oh, God, why? (laughs) So I kind of timed it out wrong. You know, usually if you go and somebody like Dalton Reisner's in there, he takes up most of the reporters. But I went in when nobody was in there because it was the end. And so sure enough, started asking me and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird five seconds that happened, but sure enough, that's, <laughs> that's the end result. Did you uh, see that now they're that... using, Oh, go ahead. All right. No, you're good. I'm done. Oh no. I, I was just going to ask, did you see that now on recruiting visits, recruits are taking pictures with Phil? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And you know, I was thinking I should, should kind of wet, they should wet my beak a little bit. Yeah, compensation and for where's your for, compensation? Uh, what I, what I, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I yeah, I saw some. Usually those guys look pretty sweet wearing all the gear and stuff, and then sure enough, one guy's flexing his muscles, holding the bottom. <laughs> I was like, what? What has this become? They yeah, gotta, I mean, they need to get crazy. They need to get Phil a, a small jersey. Oh gosh, I don't know that thing. I think probably needs to be thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So now I'm going to give you a chance. Do you have any funny stories about any of the coaches on staff that you want the entire world, our hundreds of thousands of listeners, to hear? What is something that the the K-State world doesn't know about one of the coaches that you think they need to? Oh, I don't know. They're, They're all a pretty good group of guys. Uh I don't know. All I know is that on game days, those mics are hot. And if you try and say, if anybody tries and put their two cents in and you kind of disagree with anybody, then you're going to get just an earful. Oh, wow. That, that is a tasty little uh, morsel. Who, who bats away those questions the fast or comments the fastest? Is it, is it Bill? Is it Sean? Who can you not get a bad idea past? Uh, I, well, you know, I think mostly the coordinators because it's such a high-stress job and in the middle of a game you're just freaking out. And <laughs> then obviously nobody likes being critiqued, but if somebody tries and throws some two quick cents in and maybe something that they're seeing, it's just you're going to get snapped back at pretty quick. Like uh, – I know Coach Dimmel. I loved, I loved Coach Dimmel. He's my favorite, one of my favorite coaches ever. But uh, he's funny because uh, whenever he's angry, he'll smile. And Uh-oh. so you're looking at this guy who's just giving you the biggest grin. But it's like, oh, I know, I just screwed up. So I'm about to, I'm about to hear something I probably don't want to hear. But he's smiling at me. <laughs> what do you think about the new staff? How do you feel like uh, Andre is going to do leading the offense? Oh, I think Coach, Cole, Coach Coleman's been preparing for this for a long time. Um, I think, you know, obviously it might be tough at first filling into a new role, but I think he'll do great. Uh, he's really good student of the game. and no player. I mean, the guy was a mechanical engineer before he came back coaching, so – He's a genius, and so he's he'll definitely figure it out as well. So they're they're both going to be awesome. I I think they're going to do great. 
Who uh, who do you think is going to win the starting quarterback job? I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't. It's going to I mean, be tough because they're they're both so talented in their own rights and uh, can both really help out in all sorts of ways. So I think either either way we're set up pretty good. We got a good young roster that's got a lot of talent. Yeah, I think it's fair to say at this point it's pretty much fifty fifty. No one can really, no one can really have any. Any idea who's going to win that one? Do you have any yeah. names? Any names that we wouldn't know that you think might break through? Uh, for this coming year, I think uh, probably Chebaston Taylor. I mean, the guy is absolutely ginormous, and I don't you mean Carlos be... Strickland? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's. I don't know. I I don't blame Bill for that one. They, I, it's hard to keep track of. 150 plus guys a, a year, let alone what 30 years that he's been trying to keep track of people. So, uh, oh, I know. I was, I was just being my, <laughs> I was being my yeah. typical self. So, you think yeah. Tabasson Taylor's gonna uh, do well? Uh, since you did a lot of work with the special teams, do you have any insight who fans should be looking at to be the next great K State kicker and punter combo? Oh, I don't know. I, I think uh, probably Devin Ankle will be the starting punter. Uh, and then kicker-wise, I don't know. There's, I mean, you got like Nick McClellan. He's really consistent and got pretty good accuracy. And then there's a young guy named Jake Rourke who can really boot the thing. So, I don't know. That'll be that'll be actually pretty interesting to see how all that competition shakes down. I'm worried about our special teams, but maybe we'll no, figure it out. Be. Sean has it under control. Yeah, they'll, they'll, I mean, it, this has everybody freaks out and they're like, oh, I don't know how this spot's going to work. And sometimes I would freak camp and all that crazy way it works itself out and it usually ends up pretty solid. Yeah. Sean's the man. I have faith. So what is it like going through this? This is the first time since, you know, what, 20 years since you haven't been getting ready for a football season. What's it like adjusting to life on the outside? Oh, man, it's it's different. That's for that's for sure. Because uh, actually, I'm not even. I'm living at home right now and just working a little bit. So it's been a. It feels like I last played football like two years ago, but it's only been a few months. But I, you know, still having fun. You know, just got done with uh, my boy Bryce Garver's bachelor party. Oh, so I, I was seeing Snapchats like from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, so, man. How, how'd that go? So it was, oh, it was a heck of a time. His, his brother Tanner planned out just a hell of a day, and we had a, we had a ball. So it was, it was a good time. Well, hey, shout out to Bryce. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get you on, on the pod before you get married. Shout it, out, Barber. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but before we get into, because I, th- I have a couple uh, Ask Bosco questions also open up to Grant to ask any any uh, other questions, but I do have a quick question. What was a bigger honor, doing on-camera interviews with Matt Hall from KSO or being <laughs> on with Bosca's boys? Oh, how could I ever choose? I don't know, man. It's like picking children. It's like picking... <laughs> uh, That's for, a for tough question. Course, I, I'd probably pick Matt Hall, but only because I have the biggest man crush on him. So... <laughs> How could you not like Stone Cold Steve Austin? 
Oh, don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, we my Dayton Valentine yesterday was yelling Austin three sixteen for us on our way into downtown KC to go axe throwing. So we we got fired up for that. <laughs> All right, Grant. Do you have uh, do you have any more questions before we dive into a couple of the Ask Bosco questions? Um, I got some rapid fire questions if you don't mind. Brogan. All right, go for it. Favorite rapper? Uh, Drake. Nice. Favorite cereal? Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. What's your uh, go-to binge TV show? Uh, Office. Although I'm starting Parks and Rec, so yes, I, Parks and Rec is better. Too. Parks and Rec's better, in my opinion. Um, I'm a big right. Aziz guy, so. Okay. Yeah, he's solid. Oh, I love. Aziz is the best. This is why we're best friends, Brogan. I saw right. Aziz. Have you ever seen him? I saw him live once in Lawrence. It was great. I saw him at. Uh, Bramlage, I guess he went to Bramlage, didn't yeah, he? I, I, yeah, I was in the house. I was right up by the stage when he came to Bramlage. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. I loved it. All right, what? Uh, what's the that one wedding song that you lose your mind to when it gets played? Uh, I know. I got a easy answer. Is shout. I mean that's a classic. Yeah, you know, gets you gets you jumping, gets you down low, then you bring it back up. <laughs> Heart rate's going. You know, you're having fun with the fam. You know, what's better? I agree. There's nothing agree. better. Nothing better. Favorite movie? Uh, probably. Such a hard question. I can never answer this one. Yeah. There's too many I mean, movies. Shawshank is pretty easy. Shawshank is the easy answer, but I figured I'd go away from just everybody's favorite. Yeah. Nike or Adidas? Uh, man, I haven't been able to wear Adidas in five years, but I used to really like it, but probably Nike. I mean, overall, overall it's got to be Nike. Nike's better. Yeah, overall. Adidas got the tennis shoe game, but... Nike, yeah, Nike all day. True. All right, we can move on. I lost, I lost the other half of my rapid fire question, so we can move on. I don't know. <laughs> oh wow, that, that there's a lot of. I'll, I'll just ask one. Yeah, one you more can go. Kind of random one. If you had to sing karaoke at midfield before K State takes the field uh, versus whoever the opener is, That's, Central Arkansas, whoever it is, what karaoke song are you singing on the Big John? That was one of my questions, actually. I'd play. Karaoke. I'd, I'd play the Wildcat March. By oh God! <laughs> That's not even a karaoke song. What an elite! What an elite answer. Oh man, uh, you're about to lose best friend status. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts a lot. Oh, no, man. I'd I'd sing I'd sing getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. There you go. That's better. That's better. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I, as you know, because you are a uh, two-time answer answerer. And at the end of this, I'm going to make you answer one of your own questions that you've submitted. But uh, okay. as you know, we, we asked the boneheads on Twitter the hashtag AskBosco questions. So we have a couple of them. Grant doesn't know any of the ones I chose, so it's going to be off the cuff for both of you. Uh, so the first one comes from at Powercat Ryan. He wants to know, over under a total of 2,750 passing yards for quarterbacks this year and over under 1,250 rushing yards for quarterbacks last year or for this year. Just so you guys know, last year the Kansas State Wildcat quarterbacks threw 
for 2,256 and ran for 1,103. So both of those would have to see a little bit of a modest increase. So we will go to Grant first, over under 2,750 passing and 1,250 rushing. Is this collectively, like 2,750? This uh, is collective. I'm going to say over. I think our offense is going to click a lot better than it did last season. Uh, We were trying to rotate three quarterbacks and – uh, you know, Skyler was a freshman coming in. I, I think having this off season, having Coleman, I think we're gonna. I think we'll be over on both fronts. Plus, we got Hickson, who's gonna be working specifically with the running back, who's an absolute stud. I but, feel pretty confident that we're gonna be over twelve fifty. Is twelve fifty with all running backs or just one? No, no, no. That's just quarterbacks. Right? Oh, quarterbacks. Okay. Well, yeah, we I, have I, a lot more rushing yards if you include everyone else. I'll still. I'll, I'll still go over. I'm going to say, I mean, we got both our quarterbacks can, can run, and we like we love the quarterback run game. So I'll say over, 12.50. Sure. All right, so we got both overs for Grant. Brogan, what do you say? Uh, life's too short to bet the under, so over <laughs> on passing yards. However, I say under on rushing yards. Ooh. I think, yeah, I think, I think under. I mean, I don't know. You know, Delt can really run the run the rock. So, but at the end of the day, I I don't know because I I feel like I have no like knowledge of K State football anymore now that both coordinators are new, and I won't. I wish I kind of wish we had the same coordinator so that I could go and watch and kind of still feel like I was a part of it. But I think it might be a little different. So I'm gonna say under. Okay, so uh, for for my for my answers, I'm actually the inverse of Brogan. I'm going to take. Under on the passing and over on the rushing. So for everyone keeping track, we got both overs for Grant, over passing for Brogan, under for <laughs> rushing, and Scott, I have under passing, over rushing. Uh, the next one comes from at Kellis Robinette, good old K-Dog, and this goes back to something I referenced a little bit earlier. Which former player would Bill Snyder most, be, or most likely confuse you with at a press conference? Uh, Brogan, you know, you can go anywhere with this since you actually did play. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start off, though, because I think there's only one possible answer for me. That's fellow Topeka and Will Geary. He's kind of <laughs> short. He's had wild hair once upon a time. Uh, he's round. You know, he's way more in shape. He, he's a he's a more like a bowling ball. I'm just like a ball of slime. But uh, that's that's the only that's the only one I could come up with. Uh, uh, I don't care who goes next. We'll, we'll we'll say it's the same order. We'll go Grant, and then we'll finish with Brogan. I knew I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I absolutely knew hey, it was going to be. Shout, shout out to shout out to Will if you're listening. Uh, you're welcome on the pod anytime, Brogan. I might be uh, trying to get you to pa- pass the podcast along so we can get some more guests. Uh, absolutely, you know, would love to get Will on. I, I want this to be said. He is a much better looking person than me. <laughs> Way better football player. That, that's the only thing that I can even come up with. So please, Will, if you hear this, don't take this as an insult if you know what I look like. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. We love Will Geary on this pod. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful, man. That's a national champion wrestler. He almost Na- he almost oh, ended okay. my life in a wrestling match. And- <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'd Let's like to hear that story. Time out. Time out. Before we answer this, you need to tell us the story about you wrestling Will. Uh, 
so in the old locker room, there's a there's a big old power cat, and you know guys would go and play and mess around, have fake fights on. You know the the saying was meet me at the cat head, <laughs> and so so one time uh, it's me and Geary just hanging out in the locker room, and uh, we were messing around, and I kind of got into a wrestling stance, and he did as well, and so, you know doing a couple moves, and all of a sudden he picks me up like. I'm not even a sack of potatoes and then <laughs> goes like he's going to slam me down. And then about three inches off the ground, just lets me go. And he says, we probably shouldn't do this again ever. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> That's, That's, horrible. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh man. My life would be flashing before my eyes. That's amazing. Yeah. We got to get Will on here. Another, yeah, another Topeka we- King. Yeah, we got to get all. City. We have to get all the great Topeka cats onto the pod at some point. God, I've seen there's him. So, there's so many now. I've seen him a couple there's, times at uh, Burger Stand. Like it seems like every time I go to Burger Stand, Topeka, I see him there. So I'm just gonna have to holler at him. I'll be wearing my Bosco yeah. boys, Bosco's boys T-shirt, and maybe that'll catch his eye. <clears throat> yeah, right, we so- do, we do have a lot of good Topeka cats because I mean, even if you want to, I know they didn't go to high school here, but. Elijah Lee and uh, Dalvin Warmack are, are top city cats as well. Yeah, they started off in uh, – they both ended up in Wichita, didn't they? Uh, Blue Springs. Oh, Blue Springs. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah. All right, so who who's who are you guys going to get confused with, Grant? Uh, I'm going to say Matt, Matty McCrane because I'm probably going to be – I would be a kicker as well. Uh, we have a similar build. You know, I'm thinking maybe if I have – if I'm if I'm geared up, he might, he might confuse me for Matt McCrane. But other than that – it's got to be a kicker or something. I don't know. There's no way I'm getting confused with anyone else. <laughs> all, right, all right, Brogan. We, we could actually change this up a little bit for you. Is Bill Snyder going to accidentally call someone else Brogan Barry this year? No, I would hope not because that probably wouldn't be good for that person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess there was a guy. His name was Lucas Munns, and apparently from the back – you know, just being the plain-looking white guy that I am with uh, <laughs> short, dark hair, we looked pretty similar. And somebody, a few of my friends, close friends, have actually confused us. So Lucas Munns is my answer. Well, I would never do that to you because we are best friends and I would know you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, so we, That's what I'm talking about. We will wrap up the external Bosco's bo- Ask Bosco question from a – probably one of the most consistent question askers uh, at Johnny Appleseed, who likes to ask beer questions, but today he is going a little bit off the range. Which non-beer but still alcoholic drink is your drink of choice? Very, very tough. Um, I will start because I did have access to this question before you guys. I put down a couple because as you people who listen to the pod know, I can never just answer the question with one answer. Right now, I'm super into Syrah wine, hashtag Wine Tuesday. Loving those kind of spicier dry reds. Uh, an old-fashioned, love an old-fashioned. And a shout-out back to the Nashville trip, just vodka waters at FGL House, just hanging out on the rooftop. So, Absolutely. Uh, so th- th- that's what I got. Uh, keep the same order, Grant, and then we'll kick it over to Brogan. Big fan of vodka water. Um, but I, I've, I've got a specific drink that I've been drinking like the last week. Um, little Hendrix gin. It's just a nice gin and tonic. Hendrix. It's got to be Hendrix gin. Um, two parts tonic, one part Hendrix gin, and a and a cucumber. Whoa, cucumber! Nice and refreshing. 
delicious gin and tonic. It doesn't fit for this 30-degree day, but... No, it doesn't. Other than that, you know, I like a good red wine. I like uh, like some bourbon. I don't know. Pretty much anything, man. Brogan, what's your, what's your answer, my friend? You know, I respect your answers, but you're both wrong because <laughs> the only go-to drink mad dog 2020 <laughs> oh man that just says everything we need to know about you you like to yeah. party and you like to get down to business i love it i love it uh so we're gonna throw it back to one of the best questions asked during our q a pod you asked us to power rank the big 12 fan bases so as someone who has gotten to you know, play in front of these crowds. I think you've visited every stadium at least twice in your career. I want to hear mm-hmm. you power rank the Big 12 fan bases. So let's hear it. Uh, I think number one, I was probably. I think you guys said it too. Iowa State. Those guys are pretty passionate. No matter, no matter the weather, no matter what's going down, they're gonna fill it. And Jack Trice was a pretty cool stadium and pretty loud. So I'll put them at one. Uh, two, got to be the Cardiac Cats. Uh, <laughs> Iman Nation, uh, get playing Wildcat March, getting the crowd oh, fired geez. up. Um, <laughs> love, love playing at Bill Snyder. And, and Bramwich is banana land during the KU game uh, and in other big games as well. So we'll put the Cats at two. Uh, three, uh, West Virginia. Um, you know, we never got out of there with a win and, you know, that's the, I mean, this is the cool part is, you know, you walk, you're walking with your head down you're like, gosh, dang, this is the worst feeling ever. And you're serenaded off the field with 65,000 people singing John Mm. Denver's take me home country roads. And you're just steaming. You're like, God, this sucks. But wow, this is freaking cool. (laughs) Um, it's probably, gotta be um probably OU next their stadium's awesome uh I mean I guess I'm really only doing this off of football huh that's fine so that's really 100% not... fine uh OU stadium they just redid one end zone and it looks awesome uh although they did put our uh family uh, <clears throat> Dang near the fly, the flyover nearly clipped them. That's how high up they <laughs> oh, are. Geez. Um, let's see. I really, um, probably Okie State next. Uh, and then after that, TCU probably. We had, we played there in like just an absolute rainstorm last year, so didn't get to see it all the way full, which would have been nice to see. I had a couple cousins that went there, and they said it's just a Beautiful atmosphere once you get like a nice day out. Uh, oh, then Texas. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sitting there in a torrential downpour near Hurricane, and I turn around and there's still some guys drinking Corona lights behind me, still going <laughs> nuts. So, gotta respect their hustle. Uh, then KU, you know, I grew up a huge KU fan, actually. Ooh. And uh, Alan, there's no other place like Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, so, but hey, don't ooh me. I converted, so it's all good. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, fine. Do you have a Do you have a relative who plays volleyball there? Oh, uh, I don't know who you're talking about. 
Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. sister played. My okay. sister played volleyball <laughs> I, there. I uh, thought I read <laughs> something in the Topeka Capital Journal about this. I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> what did What did I say? <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like to give my sister some crap, but uh, yeah, she had a good. She had a good career there got to go to a final four got a big 12 championship out of it so she's the real athlete in the family not i so okay well shout out to your sister if she wants to come on to the podcast she's welcome to be gone volleyball expert uh and then then who's who's left uh baylor baylor tech yeah tech is on there oh um yeah oh i guess yeah, Tech, then Baylor. The uh, tortillas are pretty cool when they throw them on the field. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever snatch one up and eat it on the sideline as a snack? Uh, have you ever touched turf? That stuff is nasty. I, ain't, I would never – I wouldn't <laughs> eat anything off of turf. Well, that, Pizza, that, but... that, that, that's fair. <laughs> that's 100% fair. So those are all but the like, – uh... oh, go ahead. Sorry. But like you couldn't the the indoor facility at K State, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to eat anything off the ground there. That stuff, especially <laughs> after winter workouts when there's just blood, puke, sweat, <laughs> all sorts of nastiness. Like I, that flat place is nasty, especially after winter workouts. Ugh. So real. So really, a million dollars. I show up with a briefcase full of you know hundred dollar bills. And I say, I'm going to drop this hot dog onto the turf for five seconds, a million dollars. Brogan Berry is still not eating that hot dog. Oh, I mean, it depends on the spot. There's, there's specific locations where I've watched my best friend Blake Baird empty his entire stomach content, and I would never go near that place. No, absolutely million not. dollars? Brogan, come on. For a million dollars, you can puke directly on my hot dog, and I'm eating it. We're talking a million, a cool mill. Come yeah, on. you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a million, but I don't know. It's still, I would, in practices, I would, uh, in there, I would avoid diving or trying to go to the <laughs> ground so as to not <laughs> touch that turf. It must be pretty dirty. <clears throat> uh, well, that that's all I got. Uh, you know, I, I hope I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. I hope we can get you on uh, another time where we don't have to spend the first half talking about all sorts of downer stuff. Uh, <laughs> we, we hope you can become a recurring guest. And, you know, it, it means a lot that you took some time out of your Sunday to hop onto the pod with us. So thank you very much. Hey, pre- thanks. Appreciate it, boys. Thanks for having me. It's been – you guys have made my commutes to work uh, pretty enjoyable. And then if you ever are up in Kansas City, especially once we stop having to use this uh, fun little app, we'd love to do a – brewery cast with you and uh since you're no longer an athlete i will pick up a couple of your beers so you will no longer get suspended i think i made that promise i think i made that promise to you while watching the national championship game in a twitter conversation so i will stick to it so the next time you're in kansas city uh hit me up we'll go to a brewery and beers are on me sweet deal only if we can listen to wildcat march on the way Uh, you no, (laughs) i i can't trust you when you're around those guys giving you all these ideas about wildcat march this is this is very disturbing and you know what you were always in the state inside the locker room so i have very little faith you even know what type of buzzkill that is so after you go to a game this year you experience the buzzkill <laughs> that is wildcat march we'll have you back on the pod 
we'll see if you're still saying that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. You actually can hear a lot through the locker room, pretty thin oh. walls. So, well, never mind. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you do know it, but I think you're saying that to try to get my goat because I refuse to believe anyone truly likes that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brogan, I know a, I know a couple of season players that'll fight you for that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll meet me at the Cathead. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's oh, the yeah. one thing I was gonna say, Brogan. I got one thing to say for you before you go. Meet me at the Cathead. <clears throat> oh yeah all right boys well, thanks for coming it. on and thanks for yeah. all the all the hard work you put in over the last few years we appreciate right. it we'll get you back on we appreciate it sounds great thanks you guys all right no see problem. you man that's going to conclude our second guest episode of the bosco's boys special shout out to our friend brogan barry go follow him on twitter at brogan underscore barry 18 follow my co-host at scott wildcat and follow me at grant underscore ksu thanks for listening we'll see you next time Meet me at the cat head. Network.